Alright, let's go. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. If you really listen to the lyrics of that song, it's deep. I you checked continue. out. I checked out there for, for a moment. <laughs> I saw you over there reading a magazine. <laughs> if you listen to the lyrics, which I can't really remember all of them right now, yeah. if you're just in it, should I play it again? Um, no, I, I, think, I think we're good. Uh, I'm going to take your word for it. So welcome back. Oh, welcome back, everybody. This is the file drawer, uh, a podcast with Sam and Eric, or Eric and Sam. We're very we, – we try to keep it equal. I think last week we said to you first. All right. So Sam you. and Eric. So thank you. Um, it, it, actually, I'm thinking about this now. The voice that you hear now is actually Eric, just in case people didn't know. Um, that's a good point. We never really like introduced <laughs> ourselves or anything. Um, so, yeah, that's Eric. I'm Sam. Good, good, good. Uh, so, uh, as you were uh, walking in here, like doing whatever uh-huh. stuff that you were doing – Stupid comments. I went to the restroom real quick. So, hey, we're drinking coffee. Yes. That's it's after- Sunday morning. It's absolutely delicious coffee. That's right. Um, and I noticed, like, I went to the bathroom and I washed my hands with that lemon zest soap. Mm-hmm. And something about the smell of the soap, like, caused even the taste of the coffee to taste different. Really? Better? Yeah. Or should I go get some of that soap? Uh, no, I don't okay. necessarily it's better, but just it kind of augmented huh. the flavor of the coffee. And I was like, ah, you know, yeah, yeah, your smell and your taste. Very connected. Very eh? connected, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing new, people. I'm not breaking any new ground here, but I, I thought it was funny. I was like, huh, hmm, this is interesting. Did you ever notice that when, uh, when you're sick and you can't really breathe through your nose, everything kind of tastes not very good? Yeah. You can't taste it at all? Yeah, well, that's why you got to spice more, it up. More evidence for your theory here about the nose-taste <laughs> you know connection. I think I got something. I think I got something. I'm going to write it up and try to yeah. get it published. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the wrong field. You should be in, uh, in, in medicine, biology. <laughs> biology or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how, how are you uh, doing, man? I'm I'm good. I'm just looking around my uh, my office here, and yeah. uh, you. I mean, you know me. I'm a relatively neat individual. Yeah. Uh, I am surrounded by Discord at the moment. Yeah. There is just stuff everywhere. Yeah, like a random lamp right there. I guess oh, we, I guess we move stuff. Yeah. To clear out. It's so yeah. It's a night. it's a, it's a combination of stuff being moved into here that isn't normally here, and just. Like a week's worth of mail and newspaper that have accumulated while I've been gone. Okay. So I, I'm feeling a little anxious, but I'm going to power through. Oh, snap. You, you, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Are you serious? I mean, it's not my preferred way you, you're a little, environment. You're a little... Uh, no. Uh, I just know... Uh, I just know it's, it's, it's reminding me that I have lots of work to do after this mm. in terms of like unpacking and okay. taking care of all this. Prepping and going through it all. Yeah. Got a lot of newspapers to go through, I, I say. I do, I do get two newspapers every day. Um, not because I have the money for that, but because I had, uh, expiring airline miles and I could renew them. I could use them for newspapers and magazines. Yeah. So I do that. Uh, and, and mostly not read them. I mostly collect them. If I ever need to start a fire, I am set. Do you, do you have like a library of newspapers somewhere? No, I just recycle them immediately. You do? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> usually. I mean, I'll look through it. I'll power skim them. Mm. I'll take a look. I'll read like the business sections a little bit more in right. depth. You look, check out the Dow? You look at the Dow? The NASDAQ? Yeah, I look, at them, I look at them so much. I guess see you what? stare at them for a bit. <laughs> see what's going up or down or sideways. Or, you know, doing those. Crunching numbers. Making, yeah, I guess crunching I, numbers making money. I guess like to, you know, sometimes I'll just open up the newspaper and, and get a piece of paper, a, a blank piece of paper and just write down some numbers and just crunch them. Just, cr- just, just to crunch <laughs> them. <laughs> Writes it on a piece of paper and balls it up into yeah. the ball. Just crunching numbers. <laughs> uh, so yeah, how, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, man. Um, doing okay. Just, yeah. you know, yeah. near the end of the semester, even though I'm not in courses. Uh, just busy with stuff. Yeah, I've, grad school stuff. I've know. I've noticed like because I'm not in courses either, but I'm I still mentally kind of think on the semester basis, yeah. and I feel like too some of the stuff that I'm working on is kind of tied to the semester basis as yeah. well. So it's I wonder if I will ever get to the point in my life where I won't be thinking 
you on a semester basis. You will. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Actually, sure, no, it's nice. You will. And if you still know people in school, you're going to be like, oh, man, you get the whole summer off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That's a, that's a good point. Uh, so one thing you did, you had, a, you had an improv show in this very house yesterday. We did. How did that go? I thought you watched it, so you. you uh, <laughs> I'm just setting you up. You actually, <laughs> you be the judge. You tell, you tell, you tell the world. Uh, it was good. It was yeah. really good. So I, um, I enjoy you guys. So I'm in an improv troupe um, called Pure Human Debauchery that is uh, ran by two lovely ladies uh, who go to we're in the grad program with Sam and I. Sam and I. And um, yeah, we did a show last night. We did a show last night at the house here. And we had a good turnout, about, I don't know, would you say 40? Probably know, 40 or so people. 30 people. Yeah. Um, and did some improv games. We tend to do like the improv game type of stuff. We did about nine or so mm-hmm. uh, and had a little social gathering afterwards Indeed where we drinks did. were poured and chips were ate. And um, <laughs> it was good. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it, was, uh, it was a good time. And when's the next one going to be? In spring sometime? Probably this spring sometime. Ask, yeah. ask the boss. <laughs> yeah, you just you just show up and I, just, uh, I like not. You're the, you're, the, you're the talent. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that that remains to be seen or whatever. But uh, all right, oh, one second. Oh. oh yeah, so Eric Eric still has his soundboard, and he is. <laughs> no, no, you're not supposed to. You're we not, we you're got not supposed to pull the screen I'm back sorry. and oh, see eyes, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. We got some pretty uh, important feedback from my father, who apparently really enjoys the uh, the soundboard. So. Oh, yeah. I'll try to use it only when appropriate, but um, whatever. <laughs> my, my normal, my tablet's battery's dead. I got this um, Nook HD Plus. Oh, nice. And uh, I, I got it, not because it's good. <laughs> um, I actually got it because it was on sale a while back, and I wanted a tablet. I don't have money for an iPad. Right? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't, I could not justify myself spending money on an iPad because I really wouldn't mm-hmm. use that the tablet in a way that, would justify getting an iPad, yeah. you know. Um, I would maybe scan the web a little bit, but I wouldn't, you know. I, I, any tablet can really do that um, if I'm just doing basic, you know, internet searches or whatever. I'm not, I'm not big into the apps and stuff. So anyway, but I got the tablet because it was cheap, um, and I could, you know, wipe it and install like the uh, stock version of uh, Android. Yeah. So like, there's a company or the company organization, internet, whatever, called CyanogenMod or CyanogenMod. Yeah, I've heard of that. I may be mispronouncing it, but they do um, base installs of like the Android system and stuff like that. So that's why I got it, so I could just wipe it clean and wipe well, all that Nook nonsense off. I've, I've I've noticed so it's currently dead, but it has decided to allocate its very little remaining battery <laughs> into telling you that it has no charge. <laughs> <laughs> that's so ridiculous <laughs> that it's charging. It's so silly. Uh, <laughs> this it has this like little loop thing. Oh, it's plugged. I didn't even realize it was plugged it's in. Plugged, okay, plugged never in. mind. It and my this, point no longer stands. It has this little nook thing. Oh, so you can like, oh, so like put it on a lanyard, wear it around your neck. That's what I don't understand. <laughs> what is that for? I guess to lock what, it down or something. I think it's to use it as a necklace. I was thinking maybe to put a um, carabiner. Yeah, and like wear it, hang it off of your belt. Hang it off the belt. <laughs> like I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go to work. <laughs> to do what? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, you. I think there's lots of creative uses you could uh, be. Using that with. So what are we up to today? You have you have thoughts. I've I have been busy in traveling for the like feels like the past week. So yeah. I, I I have not allocated many uh, mental cycles to psychology. No, it's all good. Uh, we again um, don't necessarily have to no, always talk about the you know heavy psychology stuff. It looks like you're still woke, waking up. <laughs> I I am I am. Yeah, Sam looks like he's zoning out. No, every I'm once good. in a while. I'm, <laughs> I'm good, but uh, uh, I, I, t- I sent you an email because I, I watched this really interesting documentary. Oh yeah, on, on Netflix, and I was hoping that maybe you would get a chance to watch it. But I did not. No, but um, we can we can we can table it, and I can watch it for next week. No, I'll talk about it now. Right. I'll talk about it later, just to get your opinion. But uh, it's a documentary. As an org person, I think uh, you, know, you know, I think I got certain things out of it. Um, but the documentary is called "Print the Legend," and it was pretty good. It was on it was it's on Netflix, and it's about um, I think. They track about three different startup companies that are in the pre, uh, 3D printing industry. Mm-hmm. And um, it was interesting for, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. I'll follow so, along. I'll figure it out. But um, it was interesting for a couple of reasons, showing 
basically startup companies try to get bigger and expanding really fast and sort of going through that, those processes that we would have, uh, that we would have talked about in like org um, development yeah. and things like that. And so that was interesting seeing still the life cycle of these organizations. So, so the documentary is following these three companies kind of yeah. as they grow. They kind of, they, 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 for the most part, it seems like the most of the story was on one company. I want to say form labs or form, but maybe I'm wrong. Nah, it was a different, I think it was one of the first 3d printer companies. Okay. Out there and I can't remember which one, which one it was, but, um, so they had like sort of the the main story, the other side stories, but it's very interesting like that because of technology and that you know advent of like Kickstarter type programs or websites, that these companies are able to raise so much money so quickly, mm-hmm. uh, maybe more than they should be as a startup before they sort of learn how to handle money, oh, you, yeah, you yeah. know. And it, it's so interesting to see that pro- process. So you know you have people spending money on the offices, the chairs, and things, and uh, someone mentioned it. Not the real, it's no surprise, it's the documentary, but someone mentioned, like, you know, we have to think about, we've got this money, we made promises to investors, essentially, that's what they are, that we, we were going to give them a 3D printer, you know, that's worth mm-hmm. about a couple thousand dollars, et cetera. And they're like, they're, it's like how about the couple, one of the two other companies are behind on schedule and having all these issues. And like, I, I don't know, it was just, it was just funny yeah. and, and interesting to me. And then the, how the leadership was. Um, yeah, you, you, I, I'm remembering now, it's coming back to me, we talked a little bit about this last night, um, and then you had mentioned too, there's this idea, so obviously Steve Jobs is this huge behemoth in the tech scene, yeah. and had a pretty uh, unique slash aggressive leadership style, and people are kind of just aping that without kind of the, having the other characteristics of that type of leadership, basically just being a dick because Steve Jobs was a dick yeah, I mean, and thinking that's what makes you a good leader. Yeah. The, the main organization they focused on, like someone actually kind of said that about the CEO of the company. Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, you know, he obviously looks up to Steve Jobs and he thinks that's the way that you yeah. manage is being aggressive and stuff. And so that's interesting. Young leaders who become CEOs, you know, people actually chose him because they thought he was sort of the – the charismatic one, sort of mm-hmm. the face of the company. He could talk to people well, things mm-hmm. like that. But you see them developing in such a way that maybe is negative or toxic um, because they're sort of becoming, I don't know, we all hold implicit beliefs of what leadership is mm-hmm. that are based on you know, different prototypes or exam- exemplars, mm-hmm. one being Steve Jobs or whatever in that, in that world. And you kind of just go on what you know. Yeah. Regardless go, if it's go effective on, you, or not. You go on what you've seen before. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think it can be easier to just emulate some somebody that you've seen than it is to do the actual leadership development and kind of self-reflection, figuring out what leadership what, – what the optimal kind of leadership style is for you yeah. as a as the way that you are. Much easier just to be like, hey, Steve Jobs was a dick, so I'm going to be a dick, and then I'll be like Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah. But, so yeah, that's that's a, that's, a, that's actually a good point. So like yeah, the self reflection and all that stuff I think is needed to sort of optimize the type of leader you are. I yeah, think that's a good point. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, in all the stuff that we do in lead, I mean, we have, uh, I mean, we have like these six P's or whatever that we say, um, you know, good leaders tend tend to do well. But it's not like we have this blueprint that every leader that we're trying to like install onto every single leader. It's not like every leader that comes through our assessment centers or, or through our coaching comes out the other side identical. Yeah. You know, you have, you have your strengths, you have just well, how you, your comfort level with different types of, of leadership. And uh, yeah, but it takes effort and some tolerance for ambiguity to actually do that well. So print the legend, print the legend. It's on Netflix or find it wherever you want to find it. I'm not probably necessarily supporting Netflix here. <laughs> I, I hate when I say like any brand or, or company. Well, some I do support and I'll say, yeah, this is good. But uh, well, but I mean, if Netflix wants to sponsor us, then we will give uh, we will we will shout out to them all all we can. <laughs> we just We're shameless. Yeah, absolutely that. shameless. Yeah. <clears throat> so that that was interesting. That was something interesting that I watched. Um, gotcha. Well, I, I, I want to watch it now because I, I think one of the more interesting processes of a company growing is when you get to the point where the founder is no longer the best person to be the CEO. Mm-hmm. When a company gets to a size where the CEO needs to actually have experience managing lots of people and is not necessarily 
just the genius behind the product. And that is a spot where lots of companies end up struggling. Yeah. You, get, you get a lot of interpersonal things going on there when, when the founder is no longer the top dog. Yeah. Um, and the way that a company manages that, I think, is – I think that's a pretty big, big uh, hurdle. Yeah. This is actually interesting. I'm not – it's making me think about the conversation I had with one of our new students in the program uh, earlier on, either in the summer or whatever, especially in the tech world. I think a lot of times these people that become the leaders or the CEOs, the managers, do start off as like the producers, you know, whether it's programming or whether it's development, design, engineering, yeah. et cetera. They're, they're product people. They're product people. Yeah. And because, you know, obviously there's a need for leadership and that sort of management role. Uh, people tend to evolve or become that because it's, because it's needed, but they really um, they may or may not have those skills. They may be great at producing, yeah. you know, great at building things, great at engineering things, but may not have these skills because it was never their focus. I mean, they went to school for a certain thing, they learned certain skills for a certain thing. Right. They may not have yet developed the skills necessary. For those type of management things, and and they, I mean, they may have no interest in that either. Yeah, and, and and if you take on venture capital, you now have bosses that it's not just you anymore. And depending on you know how much uh, how much equity you've you've given up in the in the company, they could bring in somebody who who can actually who who you know who bring in their own people basically to to run things. Uh, I don't know. Like we we had a, a guest speaker in our OD class talking about that and how he works with he actually works for a lot of the venture capital um, companies or groups and goes in to try to improve the functioning of these companies when there is this kind of transition from the original product people leadership to the professional managers basically and and helping companies navigate that. It's it's, it's definitely interesting. I've I've never been. Personally involved with with anything like that, yeah. but I could see how just a lot of the, the 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 human emotion part of running a company or giving up control over something that has been hugely obviously like a huge part of your life for a long time could be tough to do. Yeah, so just to backtrack a little bit, the, the so the person I was talking about, uh -huh. I guess she released a book or she tends to write about this area. I don't know the title of the book, but it's like a a geek's guide to leading or something like that. Maybe I'll find it and yeah, we'll put it in the show notes or whatever. But um, yeah, I've never read it, but it might be interesting just based on the conversation I had with her. Yeah, um, there's um one of the so one of the few websites that I I follow regularly um is a, a guy who his website is called Rands and Repose, mm. and he he worked for Apple for a long time, um, then worked for Palantir, which is this like data mining company, um, and I don't know where he works now, but he writes all about basically. Um, managing engineers, yeah. and it's really fascinating. Not that I, I don't manage engineers, but hearing him talk about and the stuff that he thinks about, um, and you have to think about when you're leading uh, groups of people, especially groups of geeks or yeah. group, groups of nerds. Uh, it's really fascinating. He's a really good writer too. You yeah. usually pick up some uh, some good managing ideas or leadership ideas from from that. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. And my experience um, prior to coming back to school, I worked with like a software development team. Right. Uh, so we did like test development, um, and the software development people were the ones that basically they, they were tasked with like creating a web application that would manage the delivery of this test. And also they handled the back end as well. So the database management, handling the items, the delivery, et cetera, things like that. And it was so interesting. Like I, I think I was able to sort of fill a role of the, the, uh, what is it, um, Linking, I was uh, able to boundary be a, spanner. Yeah, be like a. I was able to be like a battery spanner, or maybe a linking one of the linking yeah. mechanisms. I don't uh -huh. know um, between the software team yeah. and then the non geek, non whatever um, staff that was actually part of the organization. That gotcha. was that because it was so interesting. They had the, a. I think they used a very uh, a, a poor sort of uh, product development system or process, like sort of the, they had sort of old school process. Uh, Process developing and stuff. Um, from what I've read, I'm, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but but uh, from what I've read, a lot of these software development companies are going to more agile yeah. project uh, management, mm -hmm. where they're more flexible. They did not have that. They were very rigid, and you had to like specify exactly what you wanted to get it. If you specified it in a certain way, they let's say you you didn't know what to ask for, and you just yeah. asked for whatever, they wouldn't question it. They would use no creativity. They would just. <laughs> 
do it exactly like you did it. Yeah. And so, like, I think I was able to sort of come into play and say, look, guys, these people don't know necessarily what they're asking for exactly. Yeah. It's your job to sort of add that creative flair, figure out how to do it, yeah. you know? And I would sort of translate what the organization would request, request in, a, in a way that they would understand what was actually needed because it was such a mess, man. Yeah. What, what, what do you think made you good at that? I, th- I, th- I think the background and the background in that I love like computer stuff. Uh-huh. You know, I, again, I have that minor in computer science. I have that experience, that sort of minor experience, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, an ability to sort of understand what's possible in terms of programming right. and stuff. So like for me, they would, I don't want to, I don't want to crap on anybody. They would say like a certain thing is impossible. Yeah. And then I'd just do a little Google search and I'd find some code or something it's, that people have talked about. It's just hard. Yeah, no, that's what I think. I was like, you can do most things. Yeah. It might take time and money. That's a, that's a different story yeah. than saying you can't do it. Yeah. Is, is it worth it? Is it practical? Does, right. you know, yeah, to spend that's, as much that's time? That's, that's a totally a different, different story. Yeah. yeah. It's a different. So I'm like, don't say it's not possible. Like, you, like you bend the wheel, you bend the wheel. Will. Yeah. Of the software through your code, my friend. What are we doing? This is like <laughs> the, the code bender. <laughs> yeah. that, that's an animated movie that somebody should make, right? Um, so did this make you a, a... Hold on a second. What I just said was exciting, so... <laughs> it's a party, everybody. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how long that's going to go. <laughs> that sounds so stupid. Oh, uh, I, I had a question, but then it got blasted out of my brain. Uh, with no, that. <laughs> so what was the um, question? Oh, I, I was going to say, um, did that make you a popular member of the team? Or were you like the 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 burr under the saddle? Uh, That's a cowboy metaphor. I don't know if it made me popular. I mean, I, I think we were able to, I don't know, I, th- I think at times I was a burr. At times mm-hmm. I was yeah popular. It, I, I always prefaced it. I always prefaced it everything with like a humble humility. Yeah. They were the... Coders, they were the experts. They were the, you know, um, I could not sit down and code anything. Right. So I never necessarily told them how to do their job or, you know, told them how to do it because I I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, However, in meetings and stuff, I would sit down and just kind of, again, sit and say, well, what do you need? You know, we we have these conversations and we kind of talk it out. So, well, and I would sort of try to present it in sort of, okay, I would try to go through the, whoever I sat down with on the organization side. Uh oh. I'll tell you what just happened. I have my phone set up to uh, turn on Google Now when I say, okay, Google. Uh-huh. And you didn't do it right there. But you must have thought I just said it and it popped up. But um, So uh, I would basically ask the right questions. Uh-huh. Like, and so like if I, if I, if I if, say the programmer was sitting there and they had just like a weird look on their face, or like a blank stare, I would probe it a bit more. I would, you, know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm like, there's no way that you, I was kind of in my head, I would think, there's no way that you have all the information you need right now. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not asking the right question, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I don't know. It's, uh, it sounds like a pretty important role to, I mean, I'm just trying to picture, so if you weren't in that situation, you it was just going to be a, a bit of a cluster in terms of getting the right things you know, created. You know what? The, no, I mean, I think they still would have gotten it. I, don't get me wrong. I think mm-hmm. the project gets completed. When the project right. gets completed, well, and that wasn't necessarily my role. That was that position. I was able to sort of make it my own. Very small staff. Um, job crafting. Yeah, that's, that's uh, cool. I was, yeah, I was able to sort of make it my own because uh, I was hired for a certain set of skills, mm-hmm. but then I ended up having other set of skills. And I like doing a variety of things. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I would do like r- things that other people may not do. Like we had this like scanner, and I would like fix that. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and I would set that up, and that wasn't my job, yeah. but. Um, how how long were you in the position before you kind of realized there was this opening that and you could step into it? I mean, I, it, it strikes me as you know, on day one, that's not the type of thing that you can really do. But uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think eventually when I'm I sure started, it was gradual. It was gradual, uh, yeah. and eventually when I started going to the software development meetings, they would meet with us a couple times a month, or, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. I, I remember how often. Um, that's when I just started putting more input. Yeah. And, well, I think, I mean, because that whole process is fascinating to me. I love the idea of, of job crafting, which essentially is changing your job uh, in ways to make it more enjoyable or yeah. more meaningful or, yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a cool process. Yeah. And I, I tend to approach things like that. Like yeah. if, I, if, you know, my job is to do A and I've consistently done A well, I was like, I, like, I got that. Mm-hmm. But what else is new? Mm-hmm. What else can I dive into? 
Um, what other thing can I teach myself? And I, I was fortunate that I was given the opportunity, or the I wouldn't say freedom per se, because I mean I, I still did what they asked me to do. But uh, right. yeah, I was given the opportunity to do different stuff. So in that case, it was good. I hear people cleaning up my house right now. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe I, we'll get a guest or something. <laughs> Bars in the door. Yeah. Cool. So what else is going on? Oh, I see you're scrolling through your thing. Do you have a you have anything relevant? No, I don't. But uh, again, too bad. I'm sorry. Again, I'm sorry. Don't I'm call sorry. it out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm mentally you're mentally I'm, drained. <laughs> mentally you're, drained. You're, you're driving this one, oh. my friend. I'm just I'm just along for the ride. I uh, so I I flew out. I took an overnight flight to Kansas City last Tuesday, and then I was in Kansas City Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, being heavily involved in my friend's wedding. Uh, we did a lot of moving stuff around and then setting up and decorating the venue and then tearing the venue down the night after. Oh, wow. I mean, like, so as soon as the reception ended, we just stayed and tore everything down, put it up in boxes, threw it all in a U-Haul. Yeah. Uh, so I've had back to back to back to back, like very, very late nights. And yeah. I think my body's still a little bit on central time. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm where, just tired. Where were we at again? Kansas City. Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which is a pretty cool town, actually. I've heard. Um, yeah. And you're not sure if you were in Missouri or Kansas. I lost track yeah. so much of what state I was in. I think, I, I think my hotel was in one state and the wedding was in another. Yeah. Either Kansas <laughs> Kansas or Missouri. That's, 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 a, that's a, whoever, founded, whoever founded the second Kansas City, which was just lazy. They're like, <laughs> what does that town over there call themselves? Kansas City? All right, let's just, let's yeah, just go so, over there. Yeah, because Kansas City is in Missouri, right? I think it's in both. I think, yeah, I think but what people think of as Kansas City, like the big one, is oh. in Missouri, I think, gotcha. which is stupid. Maybe it's silly. Just, is there a Missouri City? I don't think so. No. It should be in Kansas, though. Yeah. Geography. Good old geography. I'm, I'm terrible. By the way, I'm terrible at geography. What? I, I love geography. I, I have no idea where anything is. Oh, man. I, I, like, looking, I like looking at maps. Yeah, just to like, oh, you know, I, I don't know. For some reason, I'm just like, I, yeah, I like looking Ma- at maps. maps are cool. That's about it. Um, have you ever seen the how states got their shape? Any clips of that? No. Check it out if you like. If you, okay. I've only seen a few episodes. I think you might be able to get it on iTunes or get it somewhere. But uh, I'll check it out. It basically it gives the history or backstory of like how states got their shape, essentially. And some of them are rivers and whatnot, but yeah, some of them are yeah. yeah. There's a couple states like. Where like if you look at it closer to the map, it, it'll like just go up a notch and go over. I think that's where they like messed up. When the, what, is it, what is it called? The surveying. Uh, yeah, the surveying or yeah. something. Or there's uh, a there's a great um, so CGP Gray is this guy who makes videos on on YouTube uh, like educational videos, and he also has a great podcast called Hello Internet. But Hello Internet. He uh, so one of uh, he does a, a series of videos on geography. Yeah. And there are a lot of weird kind of anomalies between the Canadian and U.S. border. Yeah. And there's actually, so if you think about the Canadian U.S. border, most of it is highly uninhabited. Like we're not going through major cities and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But they, they, they have cut like, I don't know, like a 50 yard swath through the forest of where the boundary is. And originally it was done like well before we had GPS and stuff. So if you actually look at it, it's kind of like wavy and it's not, it's perfectly straight line. And there's situations where like, it was going to cut through a lake, so the bound, so the the border kind of like jogs around this lake. So this is weird stuff. Yeah. And and there's somewhere in Vancouver, the Vancouver area, kids have to kids like live in the U.S. But to get to school, they have to like drive through Canada, and then they and so they, they inter, do it in two international border crossings every day when they go to school. Do they have like a fast pass or something? Or do they I would imagine. I would imagine. Have to flash their passport. Get, get get to know the custom agents really well. Yeah, it's like heading yeah. to school. No, that's hilarious. That's so funny. That's so weird. So I lived in Detroit area, like just north of Detroit for a long time. And I traveled to Canada a lot for, uh, for hockey tournaments. Yeah. And, uh, it's funny, like going into Canada, going across the, the ambassador bridge or the blue water bridge up in Port Huron, you obviously have to talk to the, or talk to the, you know, the, the border agents and they always ask you, you know, what you're doing, where, where you're going. And this is pre nine 11, but yeah. All you have to do to not have anybody bother you going into Canada, like, oh, I'm going to a hockey tournament. Yeah. And they're like, oh, all right, good luck. And that's like the only question yeah. that you have, and then you're on your way. 
I would hope it's a little bit more uh, stringent now, but yeah. little 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 trick for all the for all the terrorists out yeah. there listening to this podcast. Uh, uh, go into a hockey tournament, and I would not. You, I'm sure. I'm sure it helped that you had yeah, probably children. hockey gear. Yeah, that's true. A group of kids. <laughs> if there's one person just driving by themselves, and yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to I'm going to a hockey, hockey I'm go- tournament. <laughs> I'm going to a hockey tournament. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You might you might want to have some some answers prepared as to like where the hockey tournament is going to be, I, but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Canada could be uh, anywhere. It's in, it's in Canada. <laughs> it's on it's on a it's on Lake Lake Maltry. That's not even a real lake. I'm just making it up. It's on a Lake A. Eh? Eh? Um, uh, anyway, I, I like I like the tone of my voice when I lower it. Yeah, it's really. Uh, yes. I just need to get like a half hour of you doing that to listen to while I go to sleep. Hello, America. My name is Eric Middleton. I'm here today to tell you a story. A story about two men and a podcast. Two men, two mics. And an iMac. Or I, are they called iMacs? No, this is not an iMac. What? This is a MacBook Pro. What's, what's an iMac? The iMac, iMac is, is the desktop. The bubble thing, right? Well, the iMac still exists. It's, it's a desktop computer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't done useless Yahoo, his, or Yahoo News in a while, right? Yeah, we haven't. Um, so I'm just kind of going through... Let me, let, me, right let, me, now. let me try to give like a little jingle. Okay. Everybody, it's time for useless Yahoo News. What's on Yahoo? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I actually want to get this. The most disappointing travel destination on earth. Now, it says the most disappointing travel destination destinations on earth. However, it has an image of three pyramids. So I'm like, why? how, how in the world... How in the world would that be a disappointment? So let me open that up. Let me open that up real quick. And it has a lady with a thumbs down. That's <laughs> so rude. <laughs> She's standing between two buildings with a thumbs down. <laughs> so they say, oh, this is hilarious. All right. So number one, the whole city, Los Angeles, the whole city is a lie. <laughs> the city of angels, not much. That's hilarious. Oh, oh man. Uh, so Ellie, Ellie is a letdown. Travelers expecting Hollywood glitz and glamour were shocked to find what they call a rundown, dangerous city, a dirty urban sprawl. Come on, man. All right. Um, <laughs> the pyramid stayed 15 minutes. That's interesting. Stonehenge, very anticlimactic. Oh, come on. That's a, a the pyramids and the well, Stonehenge definitely is. Is that a? It's I, well, I've heard it's just uh, it's like, just rocks. It, well, it's just rocks, right? But I heard it's just like on the side of the road, basically. Yeah. Like you just kind of pull off, and it's like there. Well, you know what. Say for the simple mind, it's just rocks on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. But you have to know how to read it. You have to know how to read the language of the rocks. Okay. They were sit here, uh, set down upon the surface for a reason by aliens. <laughs> You're watching too much History Channel, and uh, <laughs> which is which is sounds like a joke, but that is actually I feel like a, a valid statement. <laughs> <laughs> History Channel has yeah all these all these like smart channels have turned into like nonsense. Oh my gosh! No, yeah. Paris, the worst city on earth. Yeah, check check it out. That's that's funny. I have one here, and this I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to to talk about it because it makes my favorite sport look bad. But uh, the the Toronto Maple Leafs goalie went to a tribute for for Nelson Mandela, and obviously had no clue who Nelson Mandela was. They have – so here's a reporter asking him, uh, all right, Jonathan, how important is uh, the legacy of Nelson Mandela to you? Response, well, obviously he's been uh, a tremendous uh, athlete, and you know obviously what uh, he means to all the sports. You know when you know the world the, the world can be uh, changed by the sports. It's pretty amazing. And I think he's definitely uh, got a lot of respect in every sport, and uh, he's definitely one of the athletes I watched growing up as well. I mean, how do you, how do you not do – like five minutes of Wikipedia reading. If you know you're going to a, an event, a tribute for somebody, if you like, just to have like the very basics of the information. Yeah, goalies are really weird though, so I'm not surprised uh, by this. Oh, okay. goalies are weird. Yeah, if they're gonna yeah get pucks thrown at them or hit at them. Yeah. The, the the most disturbing thing about that. So I get it. Say he's young, right? I get I get it if he maybe hasn't heard of Nelson Mandela. Um, young people might not. I mean, other countries don't necessarily teach. History of other countries, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, Nelson Mandela. I don't know. I don't know. My, my, again, the most disturbing thing is instead of what is wrong with people 
not being able to say, you know what? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. What What is wrong with people that has them just make things up? It reminds me of like uh, Jimmy Kimmel. He'll go to like those festivals and it's make up band make names. Make up band names, yeah. And people are like, yeah, yeah, well, it's so – like what? what is wrong with people? <laughs> if you were to ask me a question I knew nothing about, I would pause and say – I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. You know why? Because I have no idea what you're talking about. I would not make up I would not make up some nonsense. Unless he was trying to be funny. If he's trying yeah. to be funny, yeah. that's one thing. I mean there's gotta be it's some I mean it's some element of not being perceived as uh uninformed or uh if you peer pressure or some something like that. Yeah, that whatever. It's <laughs> it's stupid though. Yeah. I, I I always so when I was teaching, I was I always hated I mean I could tell when a teacher was just making something up and like yeah. trying to get out of a, a tough question. Yeah, yeah. I had no problem as a teacher being like, I don't know, but I'll look it up and I'll let exactly. you know. And I, and I always prided myself on the fact that when I said I would do that, I, I the next class period, I came back like with whatever I had I'd figured out. Yeah. Um, because the other teachers that I would have would be like that. They would, you know, say they don't know and they would look it up and then never come back to you. But, yeah. uh, I mean, I would, I think it, I think it's there's no there's no harm in not knowing the answer to, exactly. to something. Exactly. If you don't know, what what does it mean about what does it say about you? It means, it means that you don't, you don't know, know that one bit of information. Yeah, exactly. And it's totally fine. You got any more useless thought Yahoo News? Oh, let's get one more. One more. Let's see. Hmm. Hmm. Celeb winter beach bods. I saw That's that important. One. I saw that one. Ten habits that bloat you. Is that the same one? Is that the celebrity? No, that's a different one. Um, the worst thing about these Yahoo news news ticker is when they have like these prompts that you know you're like, oh, this is interesting. You click on it, and it's like a stupid video. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate the videos. videos. Just give me some Ugh. quick text that I can get through real quick. Yeah. Ugh. No, this is. I, mean, we, I feel like there's not much go. on here this here, week. Here oh, we, we go. got one. Yeah. Um, are you brave enough to wear these in public? And it's talking about quirky, ten quirky holiday sweaters. So obviously it's um, uh, it's image based, so you have to check it out. But uh, describe them to us. All right, so they got a slideshow here. Oh, God. Oh, slideshows so, are almost as bad as videos. Yeah. I hate I hate when you have a list and you have to go through each of the li- like the numbers on the list through like clicking. Yeah, just show you me know, the list. You know, you know why they do that, right? To, to the ads pa- have a long page. No, yeah, page page views. Uh-oh. Every click is another load on that. That ad. That's so annoying. It's yeah. That's it's stupid. it's dumb. That's uh, now I'm dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. One uh, young lady is wearing a red and black sweater that says "Ho Ho Ho" on it. Oh God! Oh, she does not know what she's saying. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, then they have a mannequin wearing two two elks facing each other, facing themselves, and it looks like Wait, they're like singing to the elks or reindeer. Probably reindeer. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to sound smart, but I by not calling them deer. <laughs> they probably are reindeer. I don't know. They got a lot. There's a uh, big uh, – do you hunt at all? Do you do hunting language? No. Look, they look like a ten, ten point. Ten point. Okay. Ten pointers? Yeah. Fifteen pointers? No, whatever. That's a lot of points. All right. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm, done. I'm bored. Thank you, Yahoo, for that Yahoo useless news. This has been another episode or another segment of useless Yahoo news. <laughs> I feel like that's your most accurate sound effect so far. I think that one fits the best. <laughs> I'm trying to look. Uh, do, do I have any interesting things that I downloaded on like my just desktop? I, my desktop on my computer is so so busy. Oh, it's so, it's, it's driving you, me crazy. Mm, right now. It's driving me so insane uh, right now. I I my desktop is empty. It's driving me insane. I, mine usually isn't, but yeah. I just <sighs> what's what's, go, what's going on, Eric? Why oh, why is is your computer desktop a manifestation of your mind? Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am my desktop. <laughs> I am my desktop, man. Oh, Do you man. Mean, we need to have an intervention. Maybe. 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 There's nothing interesting here. <laughs> God, we did a great job preparing this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do. You did get a new um, uh, uh, external hard external drive. hard drive in. Yeah. And it's, it says it's a Porsche design, which <sighs> means it's just in a silver box. I don't understand. I don't. I guess yeah, the, the it's they, they have a some sort of like uh, partnership with this uh, hard drive company, Lacey or Lassie. Uh I don't know. Like I would be normally very skeptical of like something like this. It, it's almost it's almost like uh, it's it's not this, but like licensed by or like, you know like, like I got a hard drive with like Toy Story characters on it. Yeah. Um, that's not what what this is. And the only reason I I got this is because my first external hard drive ever was the same brand. 
this Porsche design thing. That first one still and it still again? and it still works. It's it's funny. It's a 250 gig, and it's probably like four times the size of this. Yeah. Like take four of those and yeah. put them together, and that was the external hard drive that I originally got. That's still working. Wow. Um, spinning disk, I assume. Yeah, spinning yeah. disk. That that one is too. Is it? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much. Oh man. Small though, right? Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. So they're either storing more information on these discs, or they're making yep. them thinner, or all of the above. All of the above. Yep. I mean, uh, I'm excited. The, the main reason I got it uh, was because there are some games that I want to play that don't fit on my computer. Well, yeah. What what, um, what games do you play? I was telling my yeah. sister because she was like, oh, I might buy a, a um, PS3, like an uh, yeah. older model, like PS3, uh, yeah, the yeah. newest one. Because she's she like, hey, if I yeah. want to play some games sometimes, yeah. and I was like. There's a lot of games that are just on the computer nowadays that you can play. And so that's what you play, right? I play mostly on the computer. Yeah. Are yeah. they free or do they purchase? Mm, or uh, I mean, there are some free to play ones that have, like, obviously, like in game purchases you could make. Yeah, but yeah. there's a couple that I play that are straight up free. Oh, what's your uh, favorite type of game or what's your favorite <sighs> game of that I have, I have, so I really enjoy role playing games, which are basically just you know like story based. Mm-hmm. Played a game called Bastion a little while ago, and that was actually more like a like an action uh, role playing game where some some RPGs are like turn based, where you have there's like a environment and characters, yeah. and you like give them all commands. commands, and then you like next turn goes. Like there's games like Civilization Civilization Five and yeah. things like that. This one was like you're actually controlling a little guy running yeah. around, um, but that game. I, I like games that have a good story and good music and good art. So yeah. it's like games that are I don't know, that that are that are more than just like blowing stuff up like that. I, I was into that when I was younger, but now like I, I try to try to experience games that are, are a little bit more than that. How do you find out about like new games that you might be interested in? Can you just go to a website like computer games? Uh, I uh my brothers help with part of it because they're pretty tapped into stuff like that. Mm. But um, Steam is uh, – mm. there, there's uh, – so the company Valve made a bunch of different games and then they created a platform called Steam that you can um, – that basically you buy games through and, and other publishers put their games on Steam. And it's a it's a marketplace for, for games. And it's really good. They have um, – you can create like a wish list and they'll email you when a game goes on sale – uh, you can search by all by genre or by platform. Uh, so I, I basically play most of my games uh, through through Steam nowadays. Speaking of, and this company, maybe we'll we'll have to, uh, I'll show this to you sometime. But so Valve Valve's employee handbook is kind of widely available on the internet. And I don't know; it may not be accurate anymore. But they're one of these com- companies that have no uh, no hierarchy. Yeah. No, they're completely flat. Um, yeah. Kind of that holocratic um, kind of uh, structure. Yeah, it's really interesting to read this employee handbook. And the employee handbook was like written by. It's like a, it was like a, a crowd sourced within the company, mm-hmm. so everybody could add to it. And it's just basically all their desks are on uh, on wheels, so you're oh, supposed okay. to like wheel around and That's find your that. team. And nobody, and you're basically supposed to like find things to work on. Yeah. And yeah, it, it would be really fascinating to see, like, to just hang out in that company and yeah. see see how that work actually gets done. Yeah. Um, that, but it's, it's it's cool. I mean, and I admire the company too in that. I mean, they're a video game company. They made like Half Life. They made Half Life, yeah. Quake. I'm looking at the stuff. Yeah. And so those are. I mean, obviously they did really well with that. I believe they made but, Quake, Quake, right? Did they make Quake? Uh, I don't know actually. Let's see. I know Half Life though, but then they went and created. No, no I'm wrong on that. Okay. okay, I think I'm wrong on that. They, I mean, creating Steam. I mean, Steam is not a video game. It's they created a platform for others. And yeah, now this right. is like, this is like this is the the de facto like place you go to get games on the computer. Yeah, and that's right. that's huge. I will tell my sister that. Yeah. The th- the thing is like imagine if most of your work, let's say ninety percent of your work, was like passion project. You know what I mean? Like I, I know when I get into stuff that I really like working on. You don't, you know, I don't even mind spending more time on it, you know? Um, yeah. And so imagine you're a part of an organization where that is your – that's what you go to. Yeah. And again, I don't work there, nor right. – I, I don't know anybody that works yeah. there. But if that if that is even partially true and that is how they operate, it, yeah. wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be for everybody, but I right. think it would be for me. Yeah, well, for sure. And I, I, what I want to really see is how the stuff that nobody wants to get done but has to get done gets done in a company like that. Yeah. That – oh, man. That's that would be really interesting to to me. I, I I've never worked in one of these organizations, but yeah, I'm 
I am both both intrigued and skeptical of these purportedly hierarchical or non-hierarchical companies. I, I think, to I mean, yeah, maybe you don't have actual institutionalized hierarchy through titles or things like that, but there's always a a hierarchy. I think that emerges just either through seniority or expertise or something like that, but. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I mean, I do think I've, I mean, I've, I've recently written about how I think more and more organizations are moving toward that, and I don't I don't think it'll be just a, a fad. Uh, but there are ramifications for employee development in in places like uh, like this that are basically putting more and more premium on autonomy and being able to work in these highly autonomous environments. Yeah, and like you said, it's not for everybody, but if more and more companies are doing it, it's. I feel like it, it behooves us to get good at working in that type of, of environment. It reminds me of something I've seen before. Just stick with me here. Oh, I'm with you. Either a documentary or something. And it was talking about just communal living, where people come together and they're supposed to like work together. Everything mm-hmm. gets accomplished. Everybody's on the same. There's nobody in charge necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's Everybody's community. They're all, everybody's supposed to contribute. Mm-hmm. Very different from the organization, but bear with me here. Mm-hmm. And so one of the points that I think someone brought up, issues that sort of arose from those type of situations, living situations, are – I want to say the phrase was something like, well, who's going to wash the dishes? Yeah. You know? And that's basically what they're hitting on. Who's going to do like the basic stuff? How does the – how does like the basic little stuff that needs to get done get done Right. if no one's organizing that? Like I yeah. think about stuff like that, something as simple as if you have an organization like that, and they probably outsource this, but – do people like take out the trash? I don't know. They probably have like chairs right. and stuff like that, whatever. But do little things get go missing because everybody's just in their own world about the, uh, in their own project, you know? Yeah. And I think it's interesting. And, and then how? And and then if those little things are not getting done, I mean, obviously that is important to the functioning of just yeah. an office. But does can somebody say to somebody else, hey? This needs to happen. Well, then now you are no longer this like uh, yeah, yeah. supposedly completely egalitarian flat uh, yeah, yeah. organization, and now we're just basically paying lip yeah. service to the idea of no hierarchy. And in those organizations, someone still has more influence. Right. Even though there's not a structurally a power differential, if someone been so, there so, longer, if someone's been there longer, you know yeah. what projects are ongoing. Yeah. You have lots of. So yeah, that's why that's that, that's what I was getting at in terms of like the idea of. Their hierarchy emerges through expertise yeah. or, or experience. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like one of us needs to get a job in a company like that. Oh, and yeah. I actually saw, I mean, in those job emails that we get a couple a couple months ago, I saw there was some sort of internship at Valve. Let me check it. I, yeah. I think you check that. Yeah. That would be a we we got we got to find one of our classmates and, yeah. and see. I know we have classmates that work at like Blizzard. Blizzard. Yeah. But I don't think it's not they don't function like like Valve in that way. Yeah. I don't know. It's fascinating. The other, I don't know, I hope I'm not repeating myself, but I recently watched a couple of videos that Spotify had made about their engineering culture. Mm. And it was actually really fascinating. There, It was like a 20-minute video and then a, a little bit shorter one. And it was just all about how their engineering teams um, work together and how they do the work. Hmm. And it was really, really cool and really um, kind of non-BSE as well yeah. in that they were talking about like, yeah, what we're talking about here is kind of what we're shooting for and we're not always absolutely nailing it, but like this is our kind of ideal and how yeah. and how we work. I don't know. It made me, it made me kind of respect the, the company a little bit more. Like they're very actively thinking about what is the best way to work for us, like not just kind of taking something off the shelf, but innovating and trying new things and then sharing that with other people through yeah. these videos and their blog and stuff. So yeah. it's really cool. I'll, I'll definitely put it in show notes. And if you're interested at all in org structure or how, how organizations actually get work done, it's worth checking out. Okay. It's cool. Yeah, definitely. You read any, um, any books, good books or anything? Mm. Really? Uh, I finally finished varieties of religious experience by William James. Mm. And I finished the essays by Michelle de Montagna. Hmm. So those were both hanging over me for a while. Uh, the thing about reading, so I read almost all my books on Kindle okay. or like through the Kindle app on my iPad. Yeah. And 
one thing that you don't, and I can't decide if this is a good or a bad thing, but one thing you don't get is a good sense of how long a book is. Yeah. Like for at the very beginning. Yeah. So I started this Michelle de Montagne book and started reading it and was enjoying it. And it wasn't until I had spent a couple hours reading it that I was like, oh, I wonder how long this thing actually is. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up. There's like a thousand pages long. Oh, man. <laughs> and I had no idea when I started. And I'm wondering, like, if I had just seen the physical book sitting there, if I wouldn't have even, like, tried to read it because yeah, yeah. it was so, like, intimidating looking. But yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know. Uh, but I finished it finally, so that was fun. I'm going to try to read some lighter fare for the end of the year, I think. Both of those were were a bit of a slog. I mean, the, the, the Montagna, of, I think, was written in the 1600s uh, and translated from French. And William James was, like, early 1900s. So just not, obviously, everyday English or language the way we just speak to each other. Yeah. Do you, do you find once you start a book, you have to finish it? Or, uh, or is, will you read something and, go, and say, oh, this is terrible? See, it's, it's funny that you asked that because prior to yesterday, I would have said, yes, I finish everything. Mm-hmm. Although yesterday I was listening to an audio book that I decided I'm just done. And really? I, was, I was like a couple hours into it and I'm like, I'm not getting like much out of this. I'm just going to stop doing yeah. it. So evidently I'm the type of person who will just put something down and not come back to it. Yeah. It was, uh, that, that capital in the 21st century book by, by Piketty. People have been like talking about like crazy the past year or so. Yeah, yeah. And it just does not translate well to an audio book. Really? Because there's a lot of charts and stuff that I'm not looking at. Yeah. And, and yeah. I feel like, too, I mean, it's, it's it's an economics book, so it's dry as hell. Yeah. And the guy who's reading it, he does a good job, but his voice kind of makes me sleepy. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's like maybe I'll keep it around on my phone to uh, help me take naps, but it was hard for me to get mentally engaged with it because it's hard – I mean, maybe it's not actually hard, but for whatever reason, when I'm listening to an audiobook, I very rarely will like rewind it if I realize that I haven't been paying attention. But if I'm reading, I'll go back and like read yeah, the page, thumb, right? Thumb through. Yeah, and kind of get a sense of it. So I guess I threw in the towel on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I typically, I read a lot of like, I read, I don't read a lot of like just fun fiction mm-hmm. stuff or, um, I read a lot of things for information. Mm hmm. Um, so like I used, I used to say I don't read, but that's not really true. Like I'll, I'll find other things that I think are interesting. To read. Yeah. But um, but I'll sometimes kind of read for entertainment. But I, I'm a slow reader, so I have this like small book. It's not even long. But uh, the latest last book that I bought was uh, Lenny Bruce's. His he has a book called "But How to Talk Dirty and Influence People." <laughs> <laughs> and um, I still haven't finished it though. But I need to thinking about this. I need to get back to it. And uh, I actually actually finish it because it's not a long book. I mean, yeah. it should be a light it's light read, but uh, yeah, something you'll finish over Christmas break, probably. Yeah. yeah. So when you, when you go home for this for this break, are you going to take a straight like a an actual break from work, or are you going to have to work from home? I'll probably work from home. Yeah, yeah. It's always tough to like decide uh, how long of an actual break to give yourself. I mean, I would love to just take take two weeks, like not check my email for two weeks, yeah. but the reality. Is that probably would not go over well with our advisor or yeah. just getting other things done. But yeah. at the same time, it's important to be able to step away from the work as well. I have a ton of lab stuff that I'll need to do. Um, same. I've, so. I feel like I've actually been putting off a lot of lab stuff for the break. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. All right, man. I think I'm, I'm pretty good. I am also good. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us <laughs> this week. <laughs> Yes, thank you for joining us on this wonderful Sunday morning, this slow, lazy Sunday morning. Yeah, uh, obviously this, this is going to be released on Tuesday. But, yeah, well, well. Um, uh, tell us, uh, tell, uh, tell your friends about us. And uh, with that note, it's a little outro music. <laughs> there, yeah, this is working great. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, I was like, what happened here? Uh, you know what?